part of the Press Play Podcast Network. The wait is over. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is officially live in Ohio. Let's go. Now you can legally bet on all your favorite sports anytime and anywhere right in Ohio with DraftKings. It's about time. For a limited time, new customers who sign up with promo code P3Browns will receive $200 in bonus bets instantly. Couple of games that's coming up. I'm looking to put, well, since the Browns aren't playing, I'm actually thinking about taking that two and a half point spread with Tampa Bay. And I'm actually looking into taking Zay Jones for Jacksonville as an anytime score. I just like they match up. They, you know, the Chargers secondary is decimated. And I think that he's got a chance to get open and score. DraftKings has the best features including same-game parlays, player props, and more with fast and easy payouts right at your fingertips. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers can use promo code P3Browns to get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on anything, and I mean anything. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code P3Browns. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and older. Physically present in Ohio. Valid one offer per first-time depositors who have not already redeemed $200 in free bets via pre-launch offer. Minimum of $5 deposit and wage. $200 issue as bonus bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. See dkng.com slash OH for terms. Gambling is here. I'm excited. Um, I'm going to think I'm going to bet this weekend, Tyvis, on some wild card games. Must be nice. Let me know what you do. Uh, I know you can't, but <laughs> let me know. I will. You, I, you, I'm really thinking. See, the thing about Tom is you don't bet against Tom. I, I, I never do. I know. I, I know. I, I like Dallas, but Dak has really been kind of scaring me lately. Now, playoffs come. Yeah, he could turn it around. But if I don't, we don't know what Tom is going to do. That is, if Tom, if this is Tom's last year, he ain't going out saying. I'm just going to say that right now. Hundred percent. No, there's no desperate. I mean, he's had a rough year, you know, and it's time he's turning it on like he normally does. I have a mm-hmm. sneaky feeling, so um, I'm excited. It's going to be a, a it's a fun weekend of football. So, side note: Did you see? Did you see his quote unquote new girlfriend? No. Who is it? How did I, I miss this? There's some girl, I, I, you know what? I'm gonna have to send you her her stuff. They've been saying that this is his new girl, oh. and it's a uh, yeah. What do you? Uh, yeah, good. Oh, thumbs up. Uh, I, thumbs up. I applaud the man. You know, it's a. Yeah. Oh, I know you've already checked her out on IG, so send it, it is, over. It now is rumored. Now it ain't, it's not confirmed. <laughs> but, you know, if if it is, you know, I I I, I respect it. I was as a man, I respect his <laughs> his taste in women. Well, did you think Giselle that. was hot? I respect his taste in women. <laughs> my point exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's I mean, he's gotta be doing better than she was with the like jujitsu, jujitsu. Why can't I say that? Instructor? Jujitsu. Jujitsu instructor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She they move on fast. You know, I don't think people people say that they moved on. I don't think they moved. I think these are they've been split for a long time. So I think they just already had, you know, who they was messing yeah. with. You know. Yeah. Or sometimes, you know, you need a little uh something to get you back on the horse. Well, yeah. hey, so, so you get back see, on the horse. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. See, I don't know the, I don't know the severity of they, they stuff. You know, I don't know what oh, they yeah. was doing. See, sometimes if it's like when it's real love, it take a while to get back. You it know, does. it's not. So you know, I res- if they if it takes some time, then not like that's acceptable. But you know, some people say to get over one, you got to get under somebody else. No, so, that's right. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. It's. That's what they say. I, n- neither neither one is wrong. You know, did you know that there is no right or wrong way to live life? 
that technically everything is just everything is just opinionated. Did you ever know that? Tavis, we're in 2023. You have to take a side. Come on now. You know that. I don't I don't I, I don't judge people because everything is opinionated. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. You can't you can't sneeze the right way, you know? Oh, here she go. Right here. I'm gonna send it to you. Oh God. What's her name? Yeah. Uh Veronica. Oh, that is a name. <laughs> it sounds fake. Honestly, whose name is Veronica in oh, real life? Uh, you got your phone in your hand? I, I sure do. Okay. Right, sorry, everybody. This is important. We're it's, about to hit, this it, first. it's about to hit you like a stack of marbles. Boom! Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why you look like and her last... Okay. She said, I saw the legend. And if somebody asked me again if I love Brady, yes, I love him. And show me someone who doesn't. Even his haters love him because they know he is the GOAT. Tom Brady, thank you for an amazing show. Oh. So this was... Is he, the, is he there, his girlfriend or just, you know, a big fan? Well, wow. wow, yeah, she is a big fan. <laughs> you know, I just, people like this don't exist in real life. Like, I can't. Everybody, you can look, what you can check her out. Whatever her name is, Veronica, find her. Won't be hard. Can't miss her. So, good for yeah, her. Yeah. Well, welcome to uh, the Orange Oranger. <laughs> what a start that was to our last episode. <laughs> well, our, our our Browns are, you know, the season has come to an end. It was a uh, terrible fashion. Went out very sad. I kind of felt like they kind of quit in the second half. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, when I watch that game, and it, it's it, it, this is what you know, it, it bothers me. Culture is is a real thing, you know. It's oh, yeah. it's something that drives the whole team. And you know, when times get rough, you always go back to culture and things like that. What do you stand for? And to me, when I watched them in this last game, they they came out with a ton of energy. I mean, the Najee Harris fumble on the goal line was yeah. big, and they it was electric. Everybody yep. was ready to go. But when that offense stalled and nothing happened. It just seemed like to me, they just went to that. Here we go again. Same mm-hmm. old stuff. And, and when you fall into that pit, like it, it's hard to get out of. It's like, to me, they have like a loser's mentality. Like, yeah. like it's, instead of like trying to somebody stepping up and saying something to correct it and energize the team, it's just like, here we go again. Same old stuff. And like, that's. That's a loser's mentality. If, if, if this team wants to, I don't care how much talent is on it. If, until this team gets somebody like that, that can change their minds, their mindset to games. Like we're we're not going to be good, like ever, because that's that's terrible. Like this, this, your last, you never know what happened. You never know what can happen yeah. at the game. Like this could potentially be your last time in the NFL, and you treated it like, eh, okay, whatever. And right. that's that's just it's sad. It's really sad. It is. I think, you know, this, this season, you know, the, the Browns just seem to, they, they seem that they, they, they couldn't get connected on anything, on any level. Um, and, and losing to Pittsburgh at the end, you know, coming up at a seven and 10 season is certainly not where any of us thought they would be. Um, and I feel like, especially with the Steelers, that is the last game. There has to be some fight shown at the very least because it's the Steelers, right? I just granted we we consider them rivals, even though we uh, you know, our uh win loss record against them isn't um We won and won this year. What you mean? <laughs> yeah. And look the last couple of years, but come on. We they Pittsburgh has beat our ass they, many, many years. They could have went where the air is rare. Even in a season of ups and downs and just turned out to be a flat out disaster. You could have ended it on the right note. You could have done Absolutely. something that, has, that hasn't been done since '88, and you decided to just, eh. And that's that's like I don't I don't I just I don't get it. I don't like I don't, maybe because I'm done playing football. And when you're done, you obviously look at the game differently because you you know you're much more passionate about it. Especially when you're a guy that you know you feel like you could have you could still play, and yeah. like you don't like that. Then you look at things totally different. And of it's course, like you, you want to take care. You want people to appreciate it because I don't. Right. I don't want. I, I always say I don't want people to be 
like where I'm at. Like I don't want you to be on out because it's hard. It's 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 a rough, terrible thing. I don't want you to be on the outside looking in because it's so frustrating to see people not appreciate the game and not play the game the right way and not respect the game. And that's that that's where I was where I was watching them that last. Ooh, yeah. excuse me, that last game. Yeah, I mean, and and that's what actually I was when I was texting you earlier. We were talking about what I wanted to do today was really what are your three main takeaways good bad doesn't matter um from this season because if you reflect what i should have done is actually listen to like our our pod before the season started to see i might have to go back and do that actually um you don't want to live those days <laughs> why we were happier we were whoa, in this whoa whoa who said i'm good <laughs> i'm good well, there were so many, we still had expectations and, and whether what, whatever we want to say about this year, whether or not we did, we didn't have any expectations and we knew it was going to be throwaway year and all that shit, whatever. The, the truth is our hope as Browns fans is an effervescent thing. It's constant and we have no expectations. That's BS. We had expectations, no matter whatever those varied from person right. to person, but a lot of it was not that we were going to be seven and 10. Who said that we was going to be – who said we didn't have expectations? I'm saying that when the season started with Deshaun, I'm sure a lot of people thought – I'll be honest, I don't think I really had any – I don't remember when the season started. I rem, What I do remember when the season started was thinking, well, Deshaun's going to be out for 11 games, so, like, this season is pretty much going to be a waste, right? Like, that of, was, that's, where, that's where a lot of people was at. And so I, the, that was the, expect, the expectation was no expectations, right? But no, my, A lot of people – so my expectations went from when he had the original, what, three games? I was like, oh, yeah, they're good. You know, it's, obviously they'll be fine. But when it went to 11 and they decided to ride with Jacoby, we, everybody was like, eh, I think it's probably eight, nine at best. That's what, because I, that's what I said. I said, with Jacoby Brissett as the starter, you might get six or seven games won at best. I actually did say that. Dang, I'm a prophet. Oh, God. Uh, wow. You love doing this. You ooh, love looking back and confirming your. How do you know that? How do you know that you said that? Oh, I know. Because I, I remember saying, because I was in an argument and I remember saying it like, Oh, with Jacoby, if you don't get Jimmy G, you're going to win six to seven games with Jacoby. He can win you six to seven games at best. As I emphatically said it. Oh, <laughs> hey, the sick thing is, he didn't even win that many games. But you know what? It wasn't his fault. It really wasn't his fault. It was, well, it was, he did. <laughs> look, he did. As, as the season went on after the first blunder of a game, that we won it <clears throat> as the season went on, he was pulling his weight. And I think again, so anytime, and that's, we're not different from any other franchise or, or fan group that feels when their team starts to win, that they get a little bit of hope. Like I, that that's a natural thing. And so we did. And I, and it felt like crushing when we would get to this, we'd have this great game, like against the Bengals on Monday night football and then crash and burn, you know, right after that, um, after two Ooh. weeks off. And like, it's just, that's the frustrating part. So what I wanted to do was really sum up, at least for this episode, our three major takeaways. Um, so Tyvis, ladies first. Yes, please. The floor is yours. Holly. Thank you. Good, sir. Appreciate it. Okay. <clears throat> my number one take, one of my, one of my takeaways is lack of accountability. Do you know? Elaborate on that one. I will. Lack of accountability. Accountability is that obligation or willingness to accept responsibility for one's actions. Okay. Well, I just want to let you know that I looked that up to make sure I knew it from word to word. Look at you. You overachiever. You Einstein. Holly Webster right here. <laughs> That's right. Um, it's accepting responsibility for one's actions. No one really did from top to bottom. And don't tell me that Stefanski get up there every week and did because it's bullshit. Anyways. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. Whoa. Let me stop. Let me stop. Pause. Let me inter. Let me interject. Mm-hmm. The big word for me. Interject. <laughs> Joe Woods took accountability in his last press conference. Did you know that? That's great. I'm talking about the whole season. I'm just saying he took accountability. He said, "Well, what else? I, what?" You know who else took it? You know who, who cares? Wait a minute. I don't wait a care minute. that he did in the last. Like I don't. Wait, I don't wait a minute. It's one more person that took accountability. 
Miles took accountability. He did. When after the car accident, he said, he said he because he was it was the game. What game was it? He he had the big game where he had the two. It might have been Tampa Bay, where he got up and he said that you know I, I got to keep going. I know that I'm hurt and I know that I did some dumb stuff, but I got to keep going for my teammates. And I got to keep going because I'm dedicating this season to my grandfather, his papa. That's a, that's a shout yeah, out I remember you were like, if this is what you're doing for your your grandpa, that's, then that's, that's, a, that's a, what I'm saying is he acknowledged that he did something dumb with the car. So that's accountability. Just yeah, saying. but he's done dumb things before that with the car. So with cars. <laughs> So he's clearly not learned any lesson. It's well, I'm just can, saying he he owned up to it is what I'm saying. Making mistakes is one thing, right? Making the same mistake after you know what happens it, after the first one is what the problem is. It's insanity is what that's called. Well, yeah, but a lot of people then then there's no the the margin for forgiveness and understanding gets smaller and smaller when you keep making the same mistake. So my point with all this is that the accountability from top to bottom and it, it is it's it's accepting that but it's also accepting the fact that when someone else didn't perform if you're a good teammate that's also on you right that's a, there's a whole line of that when it comes to being on a team i mean that's are you dancing in the back i feel are you not listening to me yeah i'm listening All right. I'm listening. Go ahead. <laughs> um, you were distracting me over there. Dancing. Uh, it was a, it was a jump on it moment. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that's kind of where I I wanted to go well, because when you don't take responsibility, and because the Browns as a whole didn't throughout the season, it's because a lot of it nobody really ever had to and. What seemed like was a tight ship ran with Stefanski, for instance, in 2020, right? Started to get started to be doubtful in 2021 with Baker and that whole thing with OBJ and all of that. And then when Baker was out, here come the 2022 Browns, the whole Deshaun thing. <clears throat> Nothing ever really got. We talked about throughout the whole season when I said of there was no um, consequences for anything. Um so there has to be a major amount of accountability taken when you have seasons like this, when they derail like this. And I know we weren't thinking that it was going to be Super Bowl or bust, but we did have hopes that the culture without Baker specifically was going to change all of that. Um, so accountability. What, accountability. Who did, That's my number. So, so who did you want to take accountability? Who, I don't who care. You... Oh, you know I'm who just... I want? I, I yeah. take that back. Stefanski. You want him? So what did you, what would you have liked him? to say i don't i don't need to necessarily i think a lot of actions speak louder than words right i think there could have been a lot of things that he could have done that didn't he didn't need to tell us because he doesn't tell us anything anyways um but but taking action on a lot of different on a lot of different things i just feel like i mean on plays alone in in the game like not making any adjustments right like when we were screwing up the first half i just something like that it's just there's no, he is the leader of the ship, you know? So it is, it, it ultimately does fall on him. So I, respect, I respect that. All right. Number one, go ahead. Number okay. one, number one for me, one, one takeaway that I took away from this season mm -hmm. is that there has, there is no, what's the word I'm looking for? There's no energy, culture, leadership none of that on defense and it's and, and you know when i it, it, it been hit me because i've been talking about it for a long time it really hit me in that atlanta game you remember i was fired up after the atlanta game that was the yeah. first time that i said and i said it i said it in my rant i said y'all gonna lose and y'all gonna lay down like this then y'all ain't gonna win another game like y'all have to pack the season up and it was sad because it was like that was it, because you just don't put that type of stuff on tape. Uh -huh. So, yep. so when when that happened, it just like I I never understood. I mean, I get I've lost like leaders on the defense before, but I've never seen like people just fold their cars. Like it completely 
was totally different. Like that was sad to see how they would lose. And I just didn't see like the fight. Like it like as a defensive player, like that's you thrive for that. Like you live for that. And you just I didn't see it. And I listened to John Johnson's um oh, I was gonna bring that up. Keep his going. uh mm-hmm. What is it? Uh, post yeah. <laughs> post season mm-hmm. inter- exit interviews, what they call it, correct terms. Yep. His exit interview, and you know they were just asking him about what did he want out of his next coach, and he came. They he he, <laughs> he threw Joe right up under the bus, and I was just like, if that was the case, y'all, why didn't nobody vocalize that? And if that was the case, if why did why was Stefanski? Let that go on. So it's like, like it was kind of like it's equivalent to me how Baker played last year with a hurt shoulder, knowing he couldn't do the things that he wanted to do. If a defense, like the leaders of the defense, come and tell you, like this guy can't, we can't play for this guy, he can't get us motivated and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. you continue to let him stay there, that you handicapped yourself for this whole season. So it, it's, it's sad. It, it was just. <clears throat> Well, they, that, they they got they they got they that what they got going on over in Cleveland is sad. Like I don't know what it it's is. Really, it's like I be sitting there reading the stuff sometimes. It's like, is y'all serious? Like it's this grown man. Like, dude, go I tell know. them. Like, it's, well, this leads great into my next one, by the way, because it goes back to Stefanski. Good, because that's where I'm going with my number two. But go ahead. Okay. My number two is Stefanski has to give up play calling and be the head coach. <laughs> now, let me talk this you know, through. Okay. Now, now this, this is funny because I'm actually going the opposite way. Go ahead, though. Oh. This, this, this might turn into something. Go. <laughs> that's fine. And that's fine. While I drink I my Perrier. Here's what I think about Stefanski and play calling. Okay. I know you're very fancy with the Perrier. You drink sparkling water. You weirdo. Okay. Which it, is actually. That's what you, whatever. To me, Stefanski and play calling. Stefanski views play calling like a stuffed animal when you're a kid. Okay. It's, you keep it with you. You sleep with it. You feel safe. It's comforting. It's familiar. And then you get older, right? And you got to give that teddy bear up, Titus. You can't sleep with it forever. And, and and what I feel like, in my opinion, while I want him to give up head coach or give up play calling you know, to be head coach, really, that's, that's, that. that's really what you want no. to say. <laughs> you want to give up the head coach? <laughs> I not yet, at least. But I'm on that going that down that way. But I I'm, I'm almost feel like is he afraid to is he does he just not want to give it up? Is it like his safe space? Is it like? Is he afraid that like it's going to expose him more if he's not doing that? Like, I feel like when people don't want to move up or do something they're not comfortable, they stick with, I mean, they, you stick with what you know. You, that's what you're comfortable with. That's why you have a safe space. That's why people like patterns and routines because they know. And when you get thrown out of that, and I'm as I've thought about this, like, why doesn't he not want to give it up? Because there could be many cases of why. One is this. I feel like while he was not obviously a terrible play caller and was able to keep the offensive, the offensive float for 11 games, <clears throat> which is really not where we thought we'd be when we we did, when um, Jacoby was done. Um, there are just a lot of other bigger issues that you just named when you were talking more intricate, more way more important. And 2023, we cannot screw this up. This is it. Like this is, this is it for him. And he knows that we put, all all our eggs in one basket and there's zero room for error so because of this that is where i believe his focus should be i'm being the head coach keeping the players in line establishing establishing ground rules consequences accountability over communicating all those things that make you a good leader for a good team you're only as good as the people that are below you or working for you or your team like i take it personal Tyvis, if Someone that's working for me, that's a representative of me, right? And I'm going to say, what am I doing that's not producing this person to be the best that they can be? Because I want them to be the best they can be. I want someone that when they look at them, they look at me as their 
their boss or their leader or their manager or whatever and say like, well, they have a great teacher and this is why they are good at their job. Like, and you know, I will say one thing that does, I love about Stefanski, I I shouldn't say I love, that I do like about Stefanski, but I hate more is that his, his lack of emotion, a big emotion either way. We've said that all season. I want to see him angry. I do want to see him get mad. I want to see him show passion but one good thing is that he is strong and even keel and he doesn't act out. Um, but with all of that being said, you would think that's what would translate down and what he would want that culture to be. And it's not. So I just feel like if he's, if he's a head coach, he's a decision maker, he's the CEO to do with that. You have to be able to take a step back and he has to fix it. He has to, fix this defense this is a big deal like he he, that's where his focus should be I think he's got to give it up this season and he's got to he's got to give up the teddy bear so we gotta do you know I, I respect all of that and I'm going exactly the opposite way and I'm gonna tell you why I'm gonna give you an example you which 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 what sport do you like like what are you what was your best sport growing up playing I was a cheerleader, Tyvis. Okay. Surely. All right. I played softball for a little bit. It was did terrible, you, but I played softball. Did you, did you do like I love stunts? basketball, though. Did you do stunts when you did cheerleading? Like you did flips and stuff? No. Dang. All right, listen. The point Can of I, the, the what, Just tell me what you're... Yeah. I'm going to I'm tell you why. Don't I'm use a, me as an athlete example. I'm a, okay. I'm going to use myself as an example because I am a great athlete. You know, I could have been, I taught Steph Curry what he knows, but that's neither here nor there. (laughs) If my life was on the line and they said, you had Tyvis, either you or, I don't know, let's say Richard Sherman, you or Richard Sherman had to check Justin Jefferson for your life. If you, if, if Justin Jefferson catches this ball, you die. If he doesn't, you live. Do you think that I would rather myself or Richard Sherman check Justin Jefferson? Obviously you. Right. So with that being said, Kevin Stefanski, this is his last year as a head coach. If it doesn't work out, he's gone. Do you think that he gonna give up the play calling to give it to somebody else to call some plays, or you think he gonna go out? If I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna go out because I went out wrong. That that's that's what I would do. But that's that's just me, and I think he's probably a little bit similar to me. Now, when it comes to the defensive side of the ball, I mean, he just gotta get to he gotta get a great mentor and a great personality. Kevin Stefanski comes off to me as a guy. He's like Kyle Shanahan. Like they, you listen, that defense is you. I'm not interjecting. I listen, do what you got to do to get them ready. I, I'm going to be over here with the offense. You do your thing. And that's, that's fine. You just got to get the right guy in there. A guy who's a great leader. That's a great motivator. That's a great mentor. You got to get somebody that these, that can get guys to play for. That's where he needs to find his niche at. That, that's, so that's why you got to get a guy like a Brian Flores, a guy that people highly respect. A guy that's not afraid to call people out on defense. That's what you need. You need somebody that's going to change the culture. That's going to like like Greg Williams, for example. When Greg Williams was in there, he changed that culture. He had me thinking that I could. It, I didn't care if it was the big <laughs> show trying to say something to me. If it was Mike Tyson coming up to say something crazy to me, I'm taking Mike out. Like that's the mentality he instilled in me. So. That's the type of coach that he needs to have in there. So I'm going the absolute, absolute opposite way. I'm not going to say he needs to give up play calling. What I think he does need to do is he needs to find the right person for that defense for sure. That that's that's a fact. And yes. but but where I was going with Kevin Stefanski, why his name brought up and why he's two on my list is that he has to come up with a way to get this offense working correctly because. Before Deshaun Watson, when it was Jacoby Brissett, they were clicking on all cylinders. The run game was great. Jacoby Brissett had Amari Cooper and DPJ looking great. Najoku was catching the ball with one hand. They were great. 
Deshaun Watson gets inserted in there. He's supposed to be better, and the offense goes backwards. And you don't have that same – like, yeah, he had the 700 days. that You don't have that anymore. Like, that, that's over with. Coming into oh, next yeah. season, Absolutely. that's over, it's over with. So yes. you have – the fans, he got about six games, I'd say, six solid games to have his offense looking, like, legit because – I'm sure they're going to address something in the draft. I'm sure they're going to make some type of move in the offseason to get somebody on that receiver spot. I'm sure they're going to handle those things. This offense can't put up – what was they averaging? What, 14 point, not 10 points, something like that? That, that ain't going to oh, fly. I'll give it to you. It was 16 points a game when um, Watson started, and he had a career low 58% of his passes, seven touchdowns versus five interceptions. They have <laughs> often scored only eight TDs with him on the field in 24 quarters. Yeah, they're not doing that. That that that's not gonna happen. So to me, my takeaway is he has the biggest challenge this offseason. How in the world? Because he's the only one that has to be that has to deal with this. You can't name me a quarterback that's allegedly top five, top six, whatever the heck you want to call him, that has a top five, top one, top two running back in the NFL that he has to also deal with. So how does he find the balance that that's needed for this team to succeed? And I think He's the he's a great offensive mind. I think he's the only offensive mind that can figure this thing out. So I wouldn't give up play calling because he's the one that has to figure this thing out. I don't, <laughs> that's that's half the reason they hired you is because you're a great play call. So you got to find a way to make it work. I uh, uh, understandable. And you know, you said it yourself with the defense. Like you want to hire a guy that you could just do what you got. You get those guys do in your, line the whole yeah, thing. Do right? your thing. Do but your thing. as a head coach, you can't just say do your thing, and blah, that's not a head coach. You can't do that. You Kyle, have Shanahan, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan did it. He just went, he went to the Super Bowl a couple years ago. And did it happen in one, did it happen just in the one season? No, they were there for about two years, to three three years. I was, hold on, I got there in 2017. So 2017, we were terrible. 2018, we were terrible. 2019, they went to the Super Bowl. Right, so he didn't three, wash his so hands it, the first time the guy came in, right? Like, I think that, that – that just that's my rebuttal to it. Like if 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 you want to be able to, I, I love being able to hand something off to someone that I work with that I know and trust, and they'll get it done. That's the best feeling. But you're not going to do that right away. Like that's just yes, not. he did. Yes, he did. You talking about talking about Kyle Shanahan giving up the deep? Not, yes, he did. No, <laughs> I know. Did. I'm just I'm not going hands off. Yeah, he had no input. You think, wait a minute. How many times do you think Kyle Shanahan came down there and talked to the defense during the game? Let me know. I mean, I, I'm curious. How many times when I was there do you think I seen Kyle Shanahan come talk, address the defense? Well, maybe you should have. You guys were terrible. O-H-I-O. And there's, that's that. Zero. All right. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get um we're, we'll move to the third one that you set me up nice for the Deshaun, but we're gonna take a quick break. Um, but before we do, I gotta talk about how <clears throat> It's January 12th as of today. Um, betting is finally live officially in Ohio. And the best way to make your bets is through DraftKings Sportsbook. Since we're officially live, you can now legally bet, of course, on all of your favorite sports anytime, anywhere in the state of Ohio with the code P3Browns. And when you do, new customers will receive $200 in bonus bets instantly. So if you're looking to bet this weekend, wild card games, I know I'm going to probably put my first bet down. I'm going to have to talk to my dad about it because I don't know what I'm doing, but I know that I'm going to go on DraftKings and make sure that I use the best sports app um, to make that to make that choice. So um, download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers can use the p- promo code P3Browns to get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on anything. This is only at DraftKings with the code P3Browns. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, physically present in Ohio. Valid one offer per first-time depositors who have not redeemed already $200 in free bets via pre-launch offer. Minimum $5 deposit and wager. $200 issued as bonus bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. See dkng.com slash oh for terms. Hey, everybody, it's Sam Amico from Cavs on the Break NBA podcast. Be sure to give us a listen for all your Cleveland Cavaliers recaps, analysis, breakdowns, draft talk. 
free agency. The list goes on and on. Give us a listen, Cavs on the Break NBA podcast. Looking for new insights on the Cleveland sports scene with a unique side of Cleveland sports history? Then you found the perfect podcast. I'm John Sable. And I'm Scott Sable, and we're hosts of the Sable Brothers on the Baseline podcast, a podcast about Cleveland sports, but not your typical podcast about the land's sports teams. Join us as we embark on a journey of sharing a unique and historical side of Cleveland sports history with the help of some former Cleveland sports stars and other historical figures. All right here on the Sable Brothers on the Baseline podcast, part of the Press Play Podcast Network. All right, guys, we're back and we're going to hit our third major takeaway. So my third, which Tybus again set me up nicely with the assist. With the assist. You know, they call me John Don Stockton. I'm like, I'm actually like a magic. I'll be like, hee hee. (laughs) (laughs) It fits very well, actually. Um, so uh, my, my third and final is that Deshaun has a long way to go. I think, you know, one of the themes of, of this, of, of next year is that we're just automatically going to be better because of, of a full year of Deshaun full year of real off season, real preseason, real spring or spring training, Jesus, um, <laughs> uh, real training camp, all of those things. And that we're just automatically going to be better. And I think, sure, we can, try to safe to say that we we hope that right but i think after these six games you know what what did i read to you earlier averaging 16 points a game when he started uh 58% of his passes completed seven touchdowns versus five interceptions and and i know that we've said now right like the six games <clears throat> are done and we're like well you know we we didn't expect him to be this or that but like deep down of course there was Certainly conversations, certain thoughts that if he came in here and won five of the six games or what have you, this is our elite QB. Here he is. Um, And I think after seeing him in these six games, he's just got, he's got a lot, he's got a long way to go. And I'm, I'm certainly hopeful and positive about him coming in and doing the job that we're paying him a crap ton of money to do but i think he is behind way behind the more way more behind the apple than we thought he was going to be coming in i don't disagree with none of that actually i actually agree with all of it. <laughs> oh, i agree with all i agree with all. first of all i haven't disagreed with anything that you said yeah you number did. two you disagreed with uh disagreed with the stefanski giving up no no, no i said i hear you and i respect you but i'm going the opposite way Oh, I never, okay. I never said I disagreed. I just, yours. I told you, there's no right or wrong answer in life. It's all opinionated. That's right. Okay. So my so last, don't, don't hate us, everybody. When we give our own opinions, it's just opinions. Yeah, you, the, well, you really, like You I know you love mine, but <laughs> okay. Let me ask you this before I give you number three. The reason that this season it went the way it was is it because of Kevin Stefanski or is it because of the defense? The defense. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I, I've always said that that was de- definitely number did. one. But you never Holly, gave Holly, any. No, no, gave, no, 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 no. We're not Holly, doing this. We went into a. Yo, we yo, sure did because you wouldn't give Stefanski any of the blame. That was my problem with it. And I would give you. I can't. You was accountable. He needed to be accountable with what happened. Twenty-four points again as a head coach. That's what happens. It ends up falling on you when. Whether it's your offense or defense or special teams or your assistant coaches, whatever is not performing, you're the head coach. That's the whole point of being a head coach. You are taking accountable and responsibility for Listen, all of that. I did. What, and you know what he said before every loss? It's on me. It's on me. <laughs> all right. Listen, I'm done with you. All right. Give me, your third. give me your third. Number, number three is this. And this is, this is very serious. And it's about to hit you like, boom. I'm ready. Somebody got to take a backseat. It's either going to be mm. Desha- it's either going to be Deshaun or Nick. It can't be both. And I hate to say it. I wish I I wish it was some other way around it. But yeah. I don't think it's, I don't think those two will coexist together. And it's sad to say that. And the reason I say that is because 
I don't. You look at the six games. It tells you everything you need. To, it you everything you need to know. How many? Nick Chubb had what one hundred one one hundred yard game rushing with with Deshaun as a quarterback. So to me, obviously, money has a lot to do with it. You know, it's mm-hmm. this this offense is going to be tailored more towards the money maker, which is Deshaun. And you know, the rumors are that they're going to this air raid thing, and it's. That's a that's I, you know that, that I, I understand. I Listen, I understand the logic behind it, but you got to do what works for your team, and and at some point, it just seemed like that was lost, and that was one of the takeaways. Like it was hundred percent from game one. It like it was lost, even coming into this season. Yeah, with Baker. I mean, everybody knew. Like you just knew. That we was going to run, run, and run. And everybody, I get these stats that, you know, Nick Chubb has, what, the fourth worst carries and whatever, only behind quarterbacks. And I get that. But you had to – you should have died with that. Like, you should have – we're going to run the ball. Like, you had two guys – you had a I dude agree. who – you had a backup running back who – before the season, people would argue it's like your second best skill player. Yeah. Like offensively, they was like, who's better? Amari Cooper or Kareem? And everybody was like, ah, would Jacoby Brissett? I'ma say Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. The man was invisible the whole yeah. season. I don't I don't even think there he was. touched the, I don't even think he touched the paint this year, which is that's that's crazy. Like if you would have told me that before the season, I'd have been like, you're absolutely insane. So we go into this. We're going to this "quote unquote" air raid thing, and I and I feel bad for Nick Chubb because I don't think he'll get the. He'll never. This was his one shot as a Cleveland Brown to me to get the Russian title, because moving forward they're going to want to throw the ball more, which means his opportunities now are cut in half. And if he didn't get it this year, he'll never get it. So, well, maybe the play caller should have played called some uh, more running plays, right? I agree with that. But the thing was this, the season was lost. Your chances of making the playoffs was one or 2%. So let's just go ahead and get Deshaun ready for next year. And that's, it's sad that to me, it seemed like they transitioned to next year way earlier than they should have. Like you got to lose the stubbornness at some point. Like you you got to, and, and that's, that's where Stefanski's at fault. Because it's to me, he wants to be, Instead of doing what you suppose, what what like using your best players, you want to be like this quarterback whisperer. You want to be, oh, look at my high fly flying offense, and it's like, dude, just do what it takes to win the game. And mm-hmm. and the biggest the biggest example happened against you when when Atlanta said, yeah, yeah, you know what, we had a game plan, but he took that play, she threw it to the side, to to hit right. with that game plan. We're going to run this ball until they can stop it. Mm-hmm. And, and they beat you. So why can't you adapt that same mentality? Like, what? Like, dude, if Nick Chubb is getting six, seven yards a pop, we're going to run this ball. Like, I'm not, I'm, I am kind of a math expert, so I'm not going to say I'm no math expert, but six plus, six plus two is 12, and that's a first down every time. So <laughs> I, I, I'm uh, – I was just shocked. You know, somebody he's to swallow his pride, but yeah, somebody's got to. It's either going to be Deshaun's going to be the star or Nick yeah. Chubb's going to be the star. And I don't it, think it's it's not going to be both, <laughs> right? And it's going to be Deshaun. I mean, it's well, they're going to try as hard as hell to make it him, right? There's 230 million reasons why it should be him, <laughs> um, but you know, going back to, I'm I'm glad that you actually finally gave Stavansky some that you said that he's responsible for some of this um and that's why 98 percent of it is defensive oh that's a real high percentage 98 percent because because they were winning a lot of these games as bad as so you're you're comparing Stefanski's two percent like that's like the browns making the playoffs playing chances two percent that's how much you're giving Stefanski yep come on because if they had a if they had a middle of the pack defense, they would be we'd be talking about them in the playoffs today. Well, even with every with even with everything that's went on, if they had a middle of the pack defense, we'd be we'd be I we at least be five wins better okay. than what we are. Okay, and and I'm not gonna fight with you on that. However, 
going back to the Johnson, John Johnson quote, he said, um, this was his quote, by the way. He said there were way too many, way too many discipline issues on defense. You want to focus on winning, focus on football. He said it's hard to do that when you got to deal with all that, when you got all that small stuff. It's a job. It's a profession. You got to come ready every single day. We got other stuff to focus on. Got to put it in the past. I think maybe a new position might open up a new spark for us to get together. Sure. Right. He said, I feel like if we were all doing what we were supposed to do, if we all had the same goal in mind, if we all had a sense of urgency, certain stuff like that doesn't happen. What's the saying? Where there's smoke, there's fire. So obviously there was something underlying that wasn't addressed and it boiled over. And that ends up why I think Stefanski's role next year, he needs to put on his big boy pants and he's got to run the team. He's talking about that Jadavion stuff right there. You're the talking end, about yeah. The end was, talk- but not the first part. <laughs> No, he was saying that, you know, there's too many other stuff going on on defense. He, no, that was the critical being young, critical of younger players not being committed to their jobs. Oh, what I see, and he, well, he said that mid-season. We knew that mid-season. And, okay, so as a leader, what are you doing to help that? You know, are you – like, yeah, all right, so it's easy to say De'Anthony Bell is the fourth-string safety. Is he going to play in this game? Ah, probably not. You know, he's going to be on special mm-hmm. teams. Um, unless somebody, unless two of us go down, he probably ain't getting in the game. So De'Anthony Bell, as a young guy, you know, yeah, does he know Does he know the playbook? Yeah. Could he go in the game? Yeah, but, you know, he, is he confident about it? Probably not. So as a, as a young, as, a, as an older vet and a guy who wants these young guys to be prepared, did you ever say, hey, man, let's watch some tape together? Right. Did you ever say, hey, let's stay after practice and go over a couple of things? Oh, I know. You know There's, there, so, it's so, so it's it, not just a one-man thing. I understand. I'm saying. It, it go hand. And that's why I say leadership <laughs> is the thing. Like, you you can call people out on it all you want. But are you? what are you doing to help try to fix that problem? That, and that's the that's my only issue with the J3 quotes. It's like, dude, yeah, you called them out. That's fine. It's going to get some traction. It's going to get some buzz. They're going to feel some type of way. But, like, did you ever – like say to yourself, "Hey man, let me try to help this guy. I see the potential in this guy. This guy actually could be great." That's oh, what happened. With, that's what happened with me. They looked at me. Sherm said, "You know, what? I see something in this guy. Let me let me work with you after practice a couple of times. Let me watch some tape with you." Like, that's what happened with me. Like, and and I don't understand why. You know, well, obviously everybody him and everybody thinks differently. And I get that. Yeah, you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do to be prepared for this game. You don't want as a grown man and as a professional. You would think like that's not all. It's not my job to get them ready. Like that's if you're a professional, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed right. to know what you got. But everybody need help. Everybody learns differently, and that's that's one of the things that when you mature and you get a little bit older, you realize like everybody don't think like you. And that's why I say it ain't the right or wrong way of thinking about things either. Because everybody right. wasn't ra- everybody wasn't raised like you. Everybody don't think like you. Everybody don't operate like you. So. Just because it looked weird to you doesn't mean it's the wrong thing to do. And that's where, to me, they need to step up at. That's why you need some some vets in the in there. And John Johnson is a vet, but you right. need some vets in there that's that's about action, that's going to take action. Instead of trying to make the coach do what you go do. Right. Well, and I agree. I don't think there's one – I don't think this that that's going to be the end-all, be-all and to fix the entire thing if that, if that's what Spansky ended up doing and giving it up, right? I, I'm, I know that there are – a myriad of things that need to happen for everyone needs to step up to make that happen. My point with him is that as the head coach, as the leader, he can make sure that guys like John Johnson, other vets are making those types of offers and wanting to mentor and want to help these guys out that are coming up in the league. Um, because they want to be better for not only themselves and the team, but their coach and, and and everyone. I think that that when that mentality changes and you have that idea of like, I want to do well because I respect him. I respect my peers, all of those things that of course, when that mindset changes and it, it switches to that, then yeah, a lot of that other stuff comes naturally. Um, so <clears throat> we'll see. It's going to be uh an interesting off season. Like it, or, it always is, but um, uh, that's a wrap on 2022. So good riddance. Good riddance. You <laughs> it, man. Good riddance, man. So many ways. Ugh. Um are, are you gonna be a Cincinnati fan for the playoffs? Yeah, I love I love me some Joey B. 
I can't help it. Yeah, you know, do you know what my preseason Super Bowl pick was? Can I ever tell you what my who I had going to the Super Bowl? No. For this I season? Had, yeah, for this season. It's it's very much alive. Now, one side of it kind of scares me because they had a significant injury to some a, a significant player. So it kind of washed it a little bit. But I had Buffalo going against San Francisco in the Super Bowl. Really? So Bob Miller went down, and that kind of scared yeah. me. Huh. That's a good pick. I didn't know that. Dude, I don't know yeah. if we ever – we should do that next season. We should do a Super, uh-huh. Super Bowl matchup. Uh-huh. Okay. I, if I uh, had Batten been – well, I wouldn't have been able to do it. <laughs> I was going to say, had Batten been legal, I would have <laughs> did it. But that can't do it. Yeah. Well, now you, got, so you, got, you, got, you can bet on the Cavs. You see them. You see the way they they fouling. They fouling on three point shots at the end of the games and just blowing games. I don't know. I I definitely bet on Donovan Mitchell just in general. No, you need to be on Evan Mobley. That's what you need to be on. That kid need to step it up. This time. This time. Yep, it is. All right. Well, uh, that does it for us for this week on the Oranges Oranger. Uh, Sayonara. 2022 football season and uh we're ready for uh the off season of 2023 because there's going to be a lot of action more action than my life so you think you think so oh yeah i could feel so, it in my bones you think there's some more firings coming oh yeah it's coming <laughs> yeah, it's coming long all as, right long, long as it ain't me <laughs> Right, I know. Same. (laughs) All right, that's it for us. Like, subscribe, all of all of the things. Go place your bets on DraftKings and time to take us out. (sighs) You know, it it, it hurts me. (laughs) It hurts me because even after last twenty twenty two. Uh, go Browns, man. You know, this is, we, we, listen, this go is, Browns, this, man. the thing, of, the thing Browns, about man. the Browns right now is that they, they, they're not even at rock bottom. They actually at the, they just, the ball hit the ground and they own their way back up. You know, they just got to figure some things out, clean some things up, get the right personnel in there. They be all right, man. They be all right. You heard it, Browns. Just do that. <laughs> it's, it's not that hard. The little things. <laughs>